guys, welcome back to As For Me In My House. I'm Elena. And I'm Jordan. Are you going to intro it? Yeah, I'll do it this time. <laughs> so this week's episode, uh, we're excited for because if you saw Milena's video on YouTube earlier this week, she talked about ways that you overcome just when you're in a rut in life and just kind of like down in the dumps, not really able to put your finger on it or pinpoint like what's going on, like what's what's up with me? I'm, I haven't been myself, you know? you ever felt felt like that i mean everyone has at some point to some extent but this is episode is just going to be kind of unpacking that a little bit more um, looking at the scripture and seeing what god has to say about these things uh, in depth and we just want not in depth really but um, we're going to try to cover it and share some of our experiences from a more anecdotal perspective and and uh, yeah just go from there and to be completely honest with you guys we're kind of um we feel like ill-prepared on this, especially. I mean, we, there's always a certain amount of it when we do these podcasts where we're like, oh man, we needed to study this more. We, we didn't exhaust this. We didn't you know, do our, our diligence and our homework, but let that just be a testimony of the Holy Spirit saving the day because we're just imperfect, sinful people. And uh, there's no way that any of this would be possible or that any truth could get out there without the Holy Spirit guiding us. So uh, know that it's not us and it's completely the Holy Spirit that's uh, guiding us in all this. And we appreciate your guys' prayer um, and support through throughout the rest of this. So just wanted to start off, honey, we'll just kind of keep it conversational and talk a little bit about what's been going on, like how you've been feeling and maybe bring people up to speed on some of the things you talked about in the video, just so they have a, a background of what exactly we mean by a, a rut or a slump. Yeah. yeah. I guess I don't really know when it really started. Um, but what I started to realize was that Jordan and I were getting into more fights. I was more like sluggish, like not really motivated, just like literally just going day by day. And I, We'll just clarify, I don't think this is postpartum depression because I know that postpartum depression is more severe and it's more like long term thing. And I feel like this has just been a week or so for me. Also, we live in Michigan and Michigan has had horrible weather. So it hasn't been sunny. It's been gloomy and rainy and gross. And it's just now starting to get warm. It's literally been in like the 40s and 50s the past couple of days. So, um, but yeah, I have noticed like a change in Milena's behavior. Just she's a little bit snappier. And I'm not trying to put it all on her. I'm just saying it's like she hasn't been herself yes. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, uh, and there's nothing, there's no like juicy tea or anything like that. It's just, you know, normal right. uh, husband and wife stuff. Like you just fight about silly things. Like this morning, we were about to record this episode and um, Milena was like, why'd you go grocery shopping and get all these extra things? And now the fridge looks like Melania's all about the Pinterest fridge, right? Everything's no, no, got to look no, like Pinterest. No, I just, yes, yes, yes. I yes. can't stand when the fridge is like, sh- like stuffed full because then you can't see what you have. And then for me, it wasn't I'm like, really stuffed. It was just not organized. And Melania likes the Pinterest fridge. Okay. She but wants for like, it to look like nobody lives here. Like all the food is plastic. <laughs> like it's fake, right? No, I yes. just like to be able to see the food that we have. And whenever, Everything is just kind of like shoved in there. You can't see what you have and then you just grab junk food. I, I agree. So there's more to it than that. But it just ended up, long story short, just to say like, you know, there was an argument like, why'd you go get all this stuff? And, you know, we don't need this stuff. We have 
20 mangoes. I'm like, well, I like mangoes. Sue but like me. 20 mangoes. So, yeah. I mean, just. Well, and a couple of days ago, I was making my favorite dish ever that my mom makes. It was like the first meal that she made for me when I came back from having Aletheia at the hospital. And it's like a vegetable stew, vegetable soup. soup right? it, it's like more so it was like potatoes, meat and carrots. But like it looks kind of soupy and it's kind of like that for a little bit. And then you just eat it with rice and you don't have the liquid in it. Well, Jordan decided to add flour to it because he thought it was too runny. And I started crying because I was really upset. She, and yeah, I've been working on it for cr- hours. She's, she went off on me and I'm, I'm really not throwing her under the bus because like it was justified. I mean, she worked on it for hours and she's like, I was why so did you put hungry. flour in it? And she's, she's just, <laughs> it, made oh, no like, sense it was to almost me. to the end. And I thought like, Oh, we just need to thicken it up a little bit. It's, it's way too liquidy. And she was, she went into the shower, took a shower to like have a, you know, a little calm, cool, cool calm off. down, cool off period, came back and there's, tears streaming down her face i'm like did you not wash your did you not dry yourself adequately like oh wow she's actually crying that i added flour to the soup and it sounds so silly but in the moment no it was like okay my day was rough and really long i'd been looking forward to cooking and just like relaxing and winding down all day uh, i literally turned my head for one second to be with alethea and i look back and jordan's pouring like this whole pot of flour in my food okay it was was just i'm not dramatic i promise you but i'm saying like stuff like this normally wouldn't make me upset you know like i've just haven't been myself because i'm just like on edge all yeah, the time she, like almost like you you gotta walk on eggshells around her yeah she's <laughs> very much very snaky no um so, so yeah i mean we're just like we are gonna this always is, be honest with you guys yeah. we're, we're just wearing our heart on our sleeve we're telling it as it is you know these are just normal things that i'm sure anybody else out there who's married or in, yeah, a, in a serious relationship, relationship you're gonna come across this and you're gonna be like that is the stupidest thing like I why know, did I we fight rid- about that why like, why was i finding about mangoes like it's embarrassing almost but then in the moment you don't realize it. you're just kind of like well this is upsetting me and it's just a, a combination of a lot of different things you know little things add up it's yeah. not it's not that I had 50 mangoes in the fridge. It's, you know, a, what? I don't know some what total it is. <laughs> of a bunch of other little things, maybe yeah. like, oh, I didn't sleep well. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm stressed, whatever. Like just all these little things. It's never one small thing like that. It's a multitude of little things. So all that to well, say, when you're in these slumps, go well, ahead. I was just going to say like, that was like one thing I've noticed. I've just been more like fussy, I guess, with you and like everyone. I'm like, a, a, I'm like Alethea. Um, but then I started to realize like this was all stemming from the fact that I haven't been in the word as consistent. And I guess that all kind of started once I gave birth to Alethea. And that is not her fault. Not, you know, like if you have a kid, you know that once you have a baby, your priorities just shift like a complete 180. Like you don't care about showering. You don't care about yourself. You don't care about anything. You just want to take care of your baby and feed your baby and tend to your baby. So it was really difficult for me to find time and like as parents, we can't be selfish. There's, it's really, really difficult. So she's four months old now and we're slowly still getting the hang of things and learning how to parent and all that. So that is a main reason why is I haven't been making it a priority to have time with my 
with God and my Bible and all that. Yeah, and, and to this to that point, I mean, it wasn't until I put together this uh, Instagram post of honoring Milena's uh, Milena and Mai's second anniversary Which until like- I you know I, until I did that, I was like, wait a second, we've had like some major paradigm shifts in our lives just in the last couple of years or, you know, not, not a lot of time. And I'm looking back, I'm like, wait a second, this time last year, we found out we were going to be parents. This time, two years ago, we got married this time, three years ago, we got engaged this time, four years ago, you know, we're My prom. prom in Brazil, like just really getting to know it, but all I have to say within just a couple of years, it's it's like we've had ten years of life that we've yeah, packed jammed into just a couple of years. So, yeah. and I think like the first couple of months and weeks of her being born, I was like so on um, like adrenaline. I guess like I was so excited to be a mom, so excited to like continue doing YouTube and so on fire for everything. And then I think like I was so I was overdoing it both like literally overdoing everything because I was just like such like on a high of everything and then I feel like I just like boom just like crashed because I was just doing way too much overkill like I really worked myself out and I wasn't like including God in any of that well yeah you don't want maybe you don't want to label it postpartum depression but just call it what it is like you just burned yourself Becoming out. a mom yeah yeah you got burned out like reality started setting in and I'm not putting this all on Milena and then saying like, well, I'm off the hook or there's like, I'm all fine and dandy. Like, no, there's a lot going on with me at work and just stress of different ob- obligations. And I think it's more obvious. I show my emotions and the more. military and all that, you know, it's like so many different things going on that I have this tendency, I guess, to juggle while staying composed. But in the inside, I'm like, this is, this that's is what hard. I was going to say. I'm the opposite. Like, how I feel, you can tell how I feel by my face. My face <laughs> is very expressive, as you guys know. So Melinda's a lot sad, more out, outward in her expression. Yeah, I express my feelings a lot more vocally. Yes. So, yeah, all that to say, I mean, I hope you, I hope you guys understand what we're saying because it's, I'm sure what everyone, you know, it's not unnormal to walk in these seasons of, you know, being in dry desert spiritually and just feeling like, you know, not even maybe even having the desire to go deeper with the Lord, but you you realize that and you're cognitive of that and you're like, what's, what's up with me? Like, why am I, what happened to that, you know, beginning f- fire and that flame that I had when I first believed or when this happened or when I went on this retreat or when this season of my life, whatever, you know, and we're constantly doing this, you know, looking back and living in the past and trying to replicate something from the past. And one of the things that really God just, you know, convicted me of is that he's, he's a master designer. He's always creating and doing new things. So to be constantly comparing to the past is to be completely negligent of what God is going to do in the future. He's going to take, the Bible says, he exchanges our ashes for beauty and he makes good things out of our messes. You know, he cleans things up and he makes things right. All we have to do is submit to him. And so that's kind of the the key for overcoming these spiritual slumps is knowing first off, it's not on any power of our own. I can't emphasize that enough. It's completely on 
the Holy Spirit to do all the work to, to grow us and to mature us. Now, with that being said, there is a, a part for us to play in our obedience to that. So if you want to walk in that and obey the Holy Spirit's leading, then there's definitely, you know, a, a choice to make in that. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're at was we're like, well, we know the Holy Spirit's teaching us and wanting to, he's calling us out of, you know, this season of, you know, whatever, whatever feeling sorry for ourselves or, you know, throwing a, a fit or whatever that might be and leaning into him and developing some good habits, you know, like really prioritizing getting into the word because that is the primary way in which God speaks to us. He doesn't really speak to us through friends or social media. media, Just, I mean, not saying he, he doesn't ever, I'm not going to go that far, but what I am going to say is we're often go to the Bible as one of the last options to, to hear from God. We always want to, Oh, give me some, some message, you know, or let me go speak to a, a prophet or, you know, something like that. And it's like, well, wait a second. God's already spoken to us. It's called the Bible. If we just open it up and read it, it there's a lot of answers to, you know, every answer to every question is in the Bible. So I also think prayer too. Yes, absolutely. Or just praying, like conversation. Praying the scripture. In, yeah. Because you see that in the Bible too. Wait, is, what do you mean praying the scripture? Well, you just see the, the throughout the scripture, you see a lot of um, people, especially in the Old Testament, reminding God, you know, quote unquote, reminding God of his promises. And when they're praying to him, they're, they're calling back to things that were written in the past, you know, and uh, for example, would be like um, Abraham, when he's praying for um, his, you know, for Lot, his nephew, in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he says, "Lord, will you relent of the destruction that you're promising to bring them if you find, you know, ten righteous or five righteous or even one righteous?" And then he says, "But I know that the judge of all the earth will do that which is right." So there's Abraham saying, you know he knows this is true about God. So he's praying or calling, calling into, into play here. God's nature. He knows he's Mm -hmm. just, he knows he's good. So praying those, those themes and those scriptures. And I mean, we we're privileged that we have the Bible compiled, but the people that lived during that time didn't necessarily have that, you know? So that's, that's a key thing is, like praying through the scripture and saying, Lord, this is what you've promised to your followers. This is what, you know, you, you're going to do for, a, you know, that's, that's a way to not to, you know, put that on God or say like, Oh God, you said this in kind of an, a vindictive way, but in a way that you come with a humble heart to say, Lord, I, I need this. I need you. I need you to, to, you know, fulfill me of this. So hope that makes sense. I, I know it's kind of rambly, but, uh, you know, some practical things when you look at Paul, for example, in first Corinthians three, he says to the Corinthians that he planted the seed. So he was the one that first brought the gospel to the Corinthian church. Right. And then he says, but Apollos watered and Apollos was another, um, think of him like as a pastor there locally, that he kind of cared for the congregation and cared for the church while Paul was traveling around and visiting other places. And then Paul says, so he says, I planted Apollos watered, 
but God gave the increase. God gave the growth. So understand that when we're talking about these slumps and coming out of that, it's not a person or one single instance. It's the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us the growth. You know, just to just like to, to make bring that you clear. out of it. Is what exactly. You're saying? Okay. So just rely on rely on Him. And I don't know exactly how that's going to look. It could be. Well, first, I think acknowledgement, mm-hmm. because that was something that I wasn't. I literally did not realize that was the reason until like a couple of days ago. Right, like yeah, and that's what David says in the Psalms. Exactly at that point, honey, is search my heart, O Lord, and see if there be any wickedness in me. Yeah, a lot of times we don't even know what we're doing is is an issue, or that mm-hmm. we're the cause of our own, you know, our own well, demise. Right? Yeah. Yesterday, um, we are part of a Bible study, and we're going through Isaiah and Derry. We've had him on the podcast before. Um, he's the one that leads it, and he mentioned that as Christians, sometimes we love to say, "Oh." The enemy is attacking me. The devil is like working so hard. Blame everything on the devil. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, like it might be something that we're doing that is wrong and we don't even realize it. And this was something I was asking Jordan in the shower yesterday. I was like, what am I doing that's wrong? Like, you know, am I like, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We just, you just said that so casually. I, I got to go back. You said, this is something I asked Jordan in the shower. Well, we've mentioned before that we showered together okay. like every single you night. You said it so casually. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just sitting in there like, what am I doing? <laughs> we're, just, we're like sitting in the bathtub. You know, those deep, like, <laughs> everybody always thinks of the deepest, most profound questions in life. When in the shower. In the, in the shower. That's why I went into the shower when you put flour in my food. <laughs> One, because I smelled, but also because I had to think for a minute. Mainly because you smelled. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point, honey, is a lot of times it's, oh, the devil made me do this, or oh, the devil's got... No, a lot of times it's it's our own fault, you know? Like, yeah. we're just too thick-headed and numbskulled to, <laughs> to think through it or to realize it, so... Yeah we need the Holy Spirit to reveal that to us. And that's what, you know, another thing we can pray the scriptures, Lord, search my heart, see what's, what's wrong, shed light on the wrong in, in our hearts and bring, bring us, bring that to our attention. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. I think once you're able to understand the problem and know that that is a problem, you're able to, address it or at least have a develop a plan of attack so in Melana's case and I just want to stop right here for a second too and mention that this topic and others that we've mentioned before we never we dare not ever get on the the podcast and speak from a place of you know come off as like holier than thou or and I really I don't think anybody thinks that a way of us no I mean I'm literally saying that I'm going through it right now yeah that's the that's what I want to really highlight is we're talking about things that we're in the midst of walking through. We're not, you know, hindsight, everything like, Oh, 10 years ago, you know, this happened and we were in a slump, but now everything's perfect. You know, I, th- I think there's something to be said about being in the midst of something and sharing your experience in the now, in the present time that others can really appreciate and say, wow, like this person's just like me. They're vulnerable. They're just like me. They're going through this mm-hmm. just like I am. Yeah. And 
so if this our goal with this isn't to just give you like here's a here's a list of like things you have to do to get out of us like we're just we're just being open and honest and sharing life with you guys because uh to let you know like if you're in the same spot like you're not alone you know people walk in this all the time this is a normal part of life this is a normal part of being a christian it's that's That's why it's hard it's hard to be a christian you know there's a there's a sense of loneliness at times because you're completely ostracized i think sometimes people don't like to admit or talk about this because then like they kind of put a legalistic twist on it like you your relationship with god always has to be good you always have to be happy you always have to be this or that yeah and so people are afraid to speak out if they're feeling otherwise melanie even said that we're not going to name the group that she went to but she mentioned that she went to a, a group and it was a christian organization christian community and she said it was just eerie how almost disingenuous the people seemed when they whether they were or not only god knows their heart right but she just said it was it was almost like uncomfortable how people were talking about like oh everything's great every like just like you said a minute ago was oh yeah everything's great like i love god so much and everything's perfect and rosy and like that's I mean, if, if you're walking in a season of joy and, and like, there's always something you can find joy about and many, many things, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really don't think joy is a season or a feeling that comes and goes. Joy is unconditional because it's based on knowing that all joy comes from our good and perfect father. So if you have your faith in Christ, then you have joy regardless of your circumstance. So... I'm not, I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying, you know, if you're in the season of like harvest and plentiful and really praising God, like there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying if that's all that your Christian life is, you know, just maybe examine yourself and really search your heart and see if, okay, is there something I'm missing here? Because <laughs> it's too good to be true. You, you don't have to walk long to know that you go through suffering and pain. And that's something too, where we want to address like meaning and suffering and, and how God works through our pain also in the, uh, in, in the, the upcoming podcast episodes, but, um, getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> what else would you say, honey, as far as like this season that we're walking in or this, this time now, what are some things that God's really been recalling to your mind as far as how to deal with all this? Well, spirit first and physical second. What do you mean? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> well, I, I I know what you're saying, and I think it's important that well, people understand, too, is when you're talking about these things, knowing that, I think it kind of goes without saying, but just to be clear, mm-hmm. you, you want to address the spiritual first, right? Because like you said, like if you're the physical manifestation of something being wrong in the spiritual world will always show, right? So for example, the argument about mangoes in the fridge, right? Mm -hmm. That's a physical um, side effect or physical outcome, but there's something spiritually out of Mm -hmm. bounds. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. I was a little, con- the word physical, is that the correct term that we should be using? Because I feel like when I think of physical, I think of like something, phys- <laughs> like something physical that you can see and touch. 
Is that what not you're referring to? No, that's exactly what it. Yeah, that's oh. exactly what I mean. Okay, then I'm confused. Okay, so let me let me illustrate it because I think I know what you're trying to say, but let me give an, an analogy or a picture. So Jesus heals the man that, that was paralyzed. He comes in through the roof, right? The his friends bring him in a stretcher, yes. and Jesus looks to the man and he says, "Son, thy sins be forgiven thee." Right? And he, they're probably like, "What? What do you mean? What do you mean his sins are forgiven?" we didn't bring him here to have his sins forgiven. We brought him here so you can, you know, heal his legs. Right. Mm-hmm. We wanted a physical healing. We wanted some physical, um, aspect of power shown. And then I love the scripture, how it says that the Pharisees thought to themselves that, you know, Jesus is committing blasphemy. Who can, for, who can forgive sins, but God, right? Only God can forgive sins. So how, who, who does Jesus think he is? This so-called man, claiming to forgive sins. And then the scripture says, Jesus, knowing their thoughts in their hearts, turned to the Pharisees and said, which is it easier to do? Forgive this man his sins or to heal him and and tell him to get up his mat and walk. And he says, but that, so that I, so that you may know that the son of man has the authority to forgive sins. And then he turns to the paralyzed guy and he says, go ahead, take up your mat and walk. And he does. And so, Jesus is saying, look, it's a spiritual matter first, the sin you have to address because at some point, like you can, well, in a practical sense, what would be a physical thing? Well, I'm just saying like, like for me or well, no, it's like now. Yeah, no, that's what I, that's kind of the point of if there's an argument or something that you're in this, in the physical effect, like you get in an argument over nothing. Like, where did that come from? Like, why, what are we arguing about for nothing about? Is, what's, what's the bigger picture? What's really going on here? What's, what's going on in the spiritual, in your spirit? What's going on in the spiritual realm? What attacks, what, you know, what's out of balance? I think that's a big thing that people don't realize. They just look at physical, physical, physical. Oh, the argument, the argument. Let's focus on the argument. Let's focus on this. Let's focus on the pain or, you know, it's, but we don't address the spiritual you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But Jesus is saying, you know, no, I have to heal this man of his sin. That's the greater ailment here. You think it's he's his legs are paralyzed. That I tell you, that's that's gonna that's easy. That's a quick fix, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna cost Jesus something to go to the cross and pay for this guy's sin. That's the big issue. That's the big picture. Mm-hmm. And that they had it backwards, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think when we're in these slumps, we focus only on the the physical what we see like going on in our experience but we don't actually go to the like go to the the, the lord and say lord how can i you know what's going on here S- search my heart you know reveal this to me how can i change this so okay that makes a lot more sense no uh, and i always I, do this to jordan i always pick his brain apart because he's very like knowledgeable in this stuff and I like to make things a little bit more practical in the sense that I can understand it because I know he likes to use fancy words and stuff so well I I mean I I will say that just having had knowledge about something because I don't really think I do have that much knowledge but just even just having had knowledge context I feel like you understand the context of the bible 
Well, yeah, you, you, I've been taught a lot of stuff too from people a lot more knowledgeable and smarter than me. So it's easy for me to just, you know, give the impression of, oh, maybe I know a lot or maybe I can, but honestly, like I don't. And I just, uh, I can't say that enough that it doesn't matter how much knowledge or head knowledge you have. It All that matters is that you have a relationship with the Lord and that you, you you're, you're one of his children. So he will lead you in that as you see, as you search him. And, uh, you know, to that point, I would say a lot of times we're like looking for some new experience or some new revelation from God. Like, Oh, I'm in this rut. I'm in this pit. I'm in this slump. God, bring me something new. Bring me a new revelation. Bring me, a some sign or some, something that'll really jumpstart my faith. But how often I wonder, are we willing to not put into practice the things that he's already asked us and commanded us to obey and to practice, you know, instead, does that make sense? Did I say that? I feel like I think I, you, yeah, I was like, wait, what? Can you word that better than me? Like taking the old stuff that we have applied, then we have read and apply that into our life instead of trying to ask God, like, uh, show me a new sign or something like that. Take what he's already showed us and already taught us. Is right. That, right. Yeah, I like think you flip flap them. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's what I was trying to say. Like you're wanting to, we're so eager to learn something new or feel and, something new. Exactly. Gain head knowledge or gain some sort of experience. But there's already so many things that God has told us in his word that he might be nudging you, prompting you spiritually mm-hmm. to, to walk in that we're just completely blind to. Yeah. So whether that's, uh, you know, what am I talking about? I, I don't like speaking in the abstract a lot because I feel like I lose people or that leaves them to like interpret however they want. So let me kind of qualify this or put some more specifics on it. For example, if I'm like, God, I want to learn more about whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, but he knows that I need to learn more about how to control my tongue. Maybe that's something that, you know, I need to be looking at too. And that could be like a recurring thing, or you might be feeling like you're hitting a brick wall in your spiritual life. You're like, Mm. man, what's, what's going on here? That spoke to me. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what, I mean, I'm trying to like, I don't know how to word it exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you just keep running into a brick wall or like the same issue keeps reoccurring or like like, the same habit or like bad habit. Yeah. And I think it's just really a a sign that God wants us to put into practice the things that he's already asked us to be faithful with, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So whether that's controlling the tongue or honoring your spouse or whatever it might be, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, oftentimes you might kind of find yourself stuck in a spot in life where you're like, I want I want out. I want to get past this instead of Lord, what can you teach me in the midst of this? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's me. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. Like a pruning season. Yes, exactly. I'm in my pruning season right now. Yeah. That's what we'll say it. I'm, I heard it I'm being said, pruned. No, that's, that's a great way to put it, honey. Cause when the vine gardener is pruning the vine, it's painful. Like he's cutting away things and taking away things. And, but you know that the reason and the purpose for it is to help it grow better and to flourish. Mm -hmm. And never is the vine gardener more intimate with his vine than when he's pruning it. Yes. And you come out of the season 
feeling new and refreshed and with a whole different outlook and more wisdom and knowledge. And had you not gone through that, <laughs> why are you raising your eyebrow at me? Do you oh, know no, what I'm, I'm saying? sorry. I'm just focusing on listening to what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it's probably pretty, this episode's probably pretty evident that, you know, like there's been like, just, we're just like off. Right. And this whole, that's what this whole episode's about. And so we're, it's kind of, we're, we're living through it. It's here. ironic that, you know, we're kind of stumbling through it. Like it's not as rosy and like smooth as it could be. But, but okay. I hope you guys like hear our heart behind this. And I think we'll look back on this episode in the past and be like, or in the, in the future and be like, oh yeah, that was, that really is evident of like where we were walking and just know that the Lord is always going to pick you up and he's going to set you on, on your feet again. It might take some time. There might be things that he wants to show you and reveal to you through that. Just be patient, ask him for patience, pray for wisdom, pray for understanding, pray for discernment, ask him to just reveal these things to you that you might be wanting to teach you that we're just too blind in our own pride or our own mm-hmm. selfishness or not looking past our current situation into what does that, what, what does God want to teach us? Right. Yes. Thank so you. I, I know I was long winded. I feel like we just kind of went in circles and spun our tires, but I'm, but at the end of the day, that's what it all is. Yeah. That's what you feel like when you are in going through the situation. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the same, same boat, just be encouraged that you're not alone and that God will, will bring you out. It's just a matter of time and, um, don't, don't squander that time or take it for granted. Like use it as a, as a time to learn and to train because the Bible tells us to train ourselves to be godly. Right. When you train for anything, whether it's a sport or an instrument you play or a job, like training kind of sucks. You know, you're like, uh, nobody really likes that. Like there can be some enjoyment of like, Oh, I'm being productive. But at the same time, you're like, well, I want to play. I want to enjoy. I want to like have the the fun side of it, but the training where you're working hard and toiling and struggling, that's where a lot of times the refining happens and God might just be refining and fine tuning some things that he wants to, to show you that he'll use for a greater purpose down the road. We don't know exactly what that is and we never do in the midst of it, but just knowing that we'll, we'll be able to look back at it and be exactly, like, ah, I exactly. see, I see. And you know what, even if we don't, you know, a week, a month, a year, 10 years, 20 years down the road, you're still like, why on earth did God let me walk through that season? That's okay. Cause we can still trust that he is working all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's Romans eight twenty eight, right? Mm-hmm. So just, you know, if, if you're in that spot, you know, take heart, trust the Lord. He will, he will bring you, bring you out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one point that I just wanted to add about like looking back at certain things. Um, I highly encourage you guys to write down your prayers. This is something that I want to start doing because especially since so much has happened in the past two years of our lives, I feel like so many prayers have been answered that we haven't even 
not acknowledged, but haven't even been like, whoa, do you remember when this and we just wanted this and then it, it, now it's here? Like, I feel like we're just so fast paced that we don't see like God is answering these prayers and it's great and we need to rejoice and be grateful for it and acknowledge it. So I highly suggest you guys do that. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, I need, cool I need things. to go buy a journal for this. Oh, yes. We need, that's, that's, that's exactly what we need, another journal. <laughs> Let me add another one to my 50. <laughs> well, you guys got to understand, like, Melania uses some of them for decor, some of them for actual use. So, we can't, we, there's no way. In Don't the, hate on the journals. There's no okay? way in the world we can take one of the 5,000 that are around the house for decor to actually mm-hmm. use. So, we have to go out and get another one. So. No, 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 no. Do you have a prayer request, honey? Yes, um, all I have to say, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up here and just uh, please, if you guys have comments or feedback for us on this. Um, or any prayer requests. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it and uh, would definitely take all things to heart and really, really care about your your guys' interaction and feedback and, mm-hmm. and support. So that means everything to us and we're, we're just honored to be able to do this and, and pray for people and, and connect with people and in ways that we never thought would be possible so mm-hmm. and we actually just today hit over half a million downloads that's insane we it's crazy and just like saying that is so strange like i can't believe it it's such a blessing yeah i i'm just so thankful for people tuning in and like hearing us out because the lord doesn't his his word never returns void when it goes out it it's there's always good that comes from it it's never just meaningless you know so our hope and our prayer and our continued prayers that god would use this this platform and this channel and this podcast to uh, reach people and, and encourage them with the gospel and with the truth and we're uh you know just can't say how how blessed we are to to have this opportunity so thank you guys for all your support uh do want to pray for uh summer she has a prayer request uh for her cousin's brother and friend this is seth and austin they were actually in a really bad car accident um there was a driver who was distracted that hit them and she said that seth is possibly brain dead but his brother said that he squeezed his hand today and that both seth and austin are going into surgery um here shortly so uh, we do want to lift them up in prayer and yeah let's let's go ahead and do that now Lord God, we're uh, just unworthy to uh, to even be in your presence in prayer, but we know that through Christ, our, our mediator, we can approach your throne uh, with confidence, with boldness, um, because of what Christ has done. And Lord, we thank you for that gift. We thank you ultimately for um, the gift of eternal life that you've given to all those who believe in your name and to and who believe that Jesus is Lord and confess with their mouth that you raised him from the dead. So we, we praise you for that wonderful gift that you've given us, Lord. And uh, we're just so thankful to do this podcast that uh, whatever the future may hold for this, if it's meant to go on for a long time or not, we, we don't know, only you know that, and we leave everything in your hands. Uh, we just want to be vessels and uh, jars of clay and uh, just very very um you know open to whatever you have for us to do lord and so we just uh thank you for this opportunity again to 
to be here. And Father, we ask that you draw close to Seth and Austin who were uh, in a really bad accident and pray that you just work a miracle in their bodies, Lord, that you would heal them, uh, that their testimony would show that you are still good. You are still on the throne. You are sovereign over all things, regardless of our situations, Lord. And and whatever may come in life that we we know that we can trust in in you for uh, bringing us through to salvation and to eternal life, regardless of, of our situations and circumstances. So pray that you be with them, be with their families, bring them out of uh, their comas and let their surgeries be a success. And uh, Lord, we commit all this to your hands. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well done, honey. Very beautiful. All right, guys. Thank you. We will see. No, we won't see you. We will. You'll hear us <laughs> we'll in the catch next. you next time. But <laughs> in the meantime. Oh, what? Be sure to check us out on Instagram. Drop us a uh, prayer request. Direct message us. On Ask For Me In My House podcast. Yeah, that's Ask For Me In My House podcast. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye.